Ready? Born ready. And just keep creating, man, because what what's happening, what's beautiful about this is that new stars are being born in ways that we never fathomed before. Waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. He's such a good lawyer. Now by tomorrow morning, you're gonna be working in Alaska. So dress warm. We back. If you hear this, you already know what it is. It's That's Law Thursday. Welcome back. Welcome back to That's Law, the podcast with attorney Durante Partridge. Of course, I'm attorney Durante Partridge. Welcome back, y'all. We appreciate you guys checking in and, and continuing to listen to us. Um, man, I'm just happy to be back again. The good folks at Just Eldridge Media decided to bring me back for another show. And, and man, we're going to capitalize on this one. Uh, before we get into the topic, of course, I have to give my disclaimer. Uh, I am a lawyer. I am not your lawyer. So what you're hearing with regard to this podcast is merely for entertainment purposes only. Uh, a little bit of education as well. Y'all take notes and take heed to what I'm saying. But again, I'm not your lawyer. I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm just speaking and we're just talking and you guys are just listening. So, uh, ah. yeah, let, let's get right into it. Look, so we were talking uh, around the studio and, and just kind of touching on some topics and debating about some stuff and social media and things like that. And it, it, it came up, you know, can dancers copyright their stuff? And then ironically, we get Kiara Wilson who's a TikToker who created the the famous Savage Challenge, the moves for that. And she was able to obtain her her copyright. So as we're talking about this thing, we're like, well, shucks, if she got her deal, why can't Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, Carlton, a.k.a. Carlton from the Fresh Prince, why couldn't he copyright his stuff? So I said, look, Let's create a pot around that. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. So without further ado, let's talk about it. So when we're talking about a copyright as it relates to a dance, you can copyright, if you're a dancer or a creator, you can copyright choreography. Now, if it's just one dance move, that's a little bit different. You can't copyright just one dance move. And that's what blocked Alfonso Ribeiro from having his copyright amongst the fact that Carlton is also a fictional character. So who really owns that? You know, is it NBC or the producer or whomever, you know, with regard to the, the character of Carlton and it being referred to quote unquote as the Carlton dance. Uh, so who owns that? Can I ask a question? Yeah, shoot. So, Cause I like when you went there, right? Carlton, okay. right. the creator for NBC, so mm-hmm. he called the Carlton. But they have, you know, on the documentary, they said that he just did it, right? Like he just came up with it, right? So what happens in that case? Or is it like, you know, you work a job and they make you sign a contract, and any creation you do on their computer is, and that that's exactly right. So no different from a reality show where. And I've seen a number of these contracts where one of the reality show stars might say something and it becomes the hot topic or hashtag or whatever. 
Somewhere <laughs> in that contract, it it says that the the person or the talent more than likely is working and they are work for hire. So whomever has them under contract owns that content and owns that saying, you know, and can license it and do what they feel with it. So that's that's the big question. Who owns it? You know, so same same thing going back to Alfonso Ribeiro, who owns the name Carlton? It was a fictional character from this particular show. So whomever created the show more than likely owns it. I, I hadn't seen his contract, but for certain, he doesn't own and he wasn't able to have that dance copyright, copywritten rather, uh, after it went popular. But nonetheless, getting back to this TikTok stuff, recently, last month, when Megan Thee Stallion dropped her most recent single, uh, I think it's called Thought Shit. But nonetheless, you had these black TikTokers and black content creators that just went on strike. Why? Because a lot of people that are outside of the community, the black community basically, would take the choreography or take the content, make it into their own, and they would be able to get paid from this stuff and get endorsements and things like that, especially some of the people on the more celebrity side. And if you guys remember last year, uh, when the pandemic hit, we didn't have anything to do. So everybody was doing the Savage Challenge. I can't name except for myself because I didn't do it and a couple of other folks that I know. But it's literally a handful of people that I know that did not do that challenge. But all of y'all did the challenge. So if you did it, now it's copywritten. Now you got to give this young lady her flowers. And, and I'm, I'm happy to see this because I think what it does is set precedents moving forward. So now we have future TikTokers and uh, choreographers who might not be well known or, you know, on a level of professionalism yet, who are able to put these dance moves or choreography together and be able to protect their work and get credit for that and be able to make money off of it if they see fit to do so and move about uh, their career to expand, you know, in different ways. Uh, liking it to that of, you know, you have Instagram comedians or comedians that came out of uh, other social media net, uh, platforms such as Vine and things like that, where you have like a King Bach and um, Ha Ha Davis and people like that, where, you know, they drop consistent content and now they're doing tours. You know, one of my favorites is Desi Banks. I mean, he's hilarious. Um, and and uh, I think her name is Pretty Miss V. Who, you know, she has, and, and uh, B. Simone, you know, they have businesses outside of these Instagram platforms and they're able to, you know, go about and expand their platforms and their careers and, and truly operate as true influencers, not only, you know, in the lane of comedy, but outside of that as well. B. Simone has a multi-million dollar beauty industry uh, product that she offers. And I mean, she's making a lot of money, uh, albeit she had the plagiarism thing a little bit ago but nonetheless right but she's still making money she's still you know popping and doing her thing so this just opens up the door for those choreographers again who are able to do the same thing and continue you guys have to continue rather to have you guys make these tiktok videos and things like that so i think it's phenomenal and uh, kudos to her uh there were a couple of other uh, influencers as well. The Nene twins who are popular on TikTok were also able to uh, copyright some of their dance moves as well. So, you know, kudos to them, man, for just getting the light flashed on what, what it is that they're doing and, you know, 
their creativity? Because I know that was a lot of the, the pushback with regard to uh, quote unquote black TikTok or black content creators, whereby they would create this stuff. And again, someone would take it. Now this is setting precedence for them to create it, protect it and exploit it accordingly. So kudos to them. Congratulations. And and in short, you know, that's what it is. So I guess the takeaway from that is that if you guys are looking to copyright uh, choreography, just keep in mind that it is about a full choreographed set of dance moves, not just one dance. So if you think about, again, the Savage Challenge, it's not just one move that she did. She did several moves that coincided with the lyrics of the song and was able to con uh, copyright everything as it relates to that. So keep that in mind as you guys are going out to do this and, and protect your work. And just keep creating, man, because what what's happening, what's beautiful about this is that new stars are being born in ways that we never fathomed before. I mean, who would, who would have thought that the girl that created this challenge, you know, just playing around or whatever to a Megan Thee Stallion song now has a copyright, is now well-known as it relates to that. Same with the Nene twins and, you know, everything else. I mean, these people are true influencers based on the talent that they were born with. Kudos to them, man. That, that's great. So when we talk about, you know, this stuff, uh, as far as protecting yourself, talking about, well, what does it cost, um, you know, for copyrights and or trademarks? And, you know, it's really it's relatively cheap compared to the money that you can make from it. Our copyright is going to start anywhere from $65 and go up. Just depends on what you're copywriting, right? And then the same thing with a trademark. Trademark is going to start. Uh, the prices just went up. It, it was $225 uh, before to file a trademark, but it's gone up to 275 at this point. Right. But come on, 275. Some of y'all are spending that on sneakers or designer stuff um, easily. You know, these these for instance, these uh these Kanye sandals and flip-flops, slides, if you will, that look like gel shoes. I mean, these things are reselling for over 300 bucks right now. Yep. So why not take that 300 bucks and protect yourself if you have uh, something that's worth protecting that can make you millions down the line? So keep that in mind as you guys, you know, go forward and, and do what you do uh, with regard to protecting yourself and creating content. I mean, you know, a couple hundred dollars is, is worth it, in my opinion. So keep that in mind. And um, I think what we'll do now is segue into our question segment for this week. I, I believe we have a question. Keith, we had any questions this week? Yep. What we got? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to call my brother. I better call my housekeeper. I got to call my lawyer. Can I make a phone call to my lawyer? That sound good? I want to check with my attorney. Call my lawyer to keep the charge. I gotta call my lawyer. Call my lawyer. Call my lawyer to keep the charge. Mama, call my lawyer. Call the time to go to trial. Don't read me no charges. Call my lawyer. I said I need a lawyer. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best part of the show. Best part of the show. Man, that's, man, <clears throat> love it. Every week. Yes, sir. So this question right here comes from uh, 
KD3 Hey Good. This is from my little brother, actually. He was in town. What's up, little out, bro? Shout out, shout out, Shout bro. out, no doubt. Uh, and the piggybacks off of the social media stuff. He's trying mm-hmm. to get his YouTube thing going. And he wants to know, how do you copyright anything that goes viral? Because, um, what's the guy? Ah, where the money resides. The money oh, resides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so the money resides guy was on an interview and he said that as soon as he saw uh, Nicki Minaj or somebody, Cardi, one of the girls retweeted, mm-hmm. he said he went and got a copyright trademark ASAP. So what advice do you have for uh, social media up and coming? Should you do a copyright? Should you do a trademark? And how fast can you do that if you go viral? Got it. Um, I think it really depends. I mean, you could you could do one or both. It depends on what you're trying to do with it. Um, I think the appropriate time to do that is when you start to see it going viral. So let's say that you post something and you get so many different views. For instance, if you post a video on Instagram and you're starting to see your views, you know, grow in a way that you've never had. Let's say on on average, you get about 100 views, you know, for your stuff. But now you're seeing tens of thousands of views, you know, maybe based on a hashtag or maybe one of these uh blog sites have reposted you or something like that, or or on Facebook, people have shared it. Uh, if you start to see that, even before a celebrity jumps in on it, it might be wise to go ahead and protect it then. But I, I always tell clients, if you are going to protect something, because uh, I have a number of clients that are on reality shows and, you know, are influencers in their own regard. If you're going to protect something, just have a plan for it. And even if you don't have a full, fully thought out plan, have something, I guess, to follow up. Why are you protecting it? Not only because it's a a good saying or a popular saying. Um, so, for instance, like the where the money reside piece. Um, you know, in this situation, everybody was saying it. You know, we had uh, different remix videos and things like that. People were using it. Uh, the gentleman himself used it to sell cars and help promote what he was doing. And from there, what he did when he protected it, he started to release merch. Uh, you know, he started to more so promote himself, you know, as a as an entity or as a uh, influencer with regard to social media and just somebody that we can now look to to get catchphrases and things like that. So I think it's best to examine a what is the catchphrase and how it can have life beyond just this moment of going viral and B is it truly going viral? You know, are people sharing it? How are people responding to it? You know, what, what do my numbers look like? And then three, you know, just having that full fledged plan after you protect it to keep it going. And also what follows up as it relates to that, you know, is this something that I can make into a business so to speak, or is it just a, you know, a quick money grab now? So, you know, just having those things in mind, but nonetheless, Spend the money, protect what it is that you're you're doing, because we never know. You know, um, we look at certain situations um, where we have people that that go viral. Um, I forget his name, but the the one gentleman back in the day where uh, or, or scratch that. Talk about um, the gospel singer Sir Shirley Caesar, where the remix guy created the song based off of, you know, church. Every Thanksgiving now, we can't go about without hearing that song. It comes up every Thanksgiving now. So every year we're going to hear it 
and it never fails. It always happens. And, you know, it, it's going to continue to go. And now I think it's a part of our tradition of the holiday. We have to hear that song, just like we have to hear certain songs at Christmas and things like that. So just having a long-term plan as it relates to everything, I, I think it just makes sense. And, uh, you know, just flush it out. But definitely protect yourself. And I think that's the overall takeaway of this episode. It's a, it's a race to who did it first and being able to prove it. And I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why I say if you have something where you see it's taking off and you, it's, it's the activity is different from normal for you and people are reacting to it and they like it, it might be a good idea to go ahead and get out in front of it and protect it. I mean, it, it would it would be better to protect it and spend a couple of hundred bucks to do that as opposed to not protecting it and then having someone else claiming it and protecting it and making, you know, thousands or millions off of it if it, you know, gets to a certain point. So it's just about paying attention to it. And, you know, these things can't be planned. So I don't want you guys out there, if you're listening, I don't want you to start coining phrases and thinking about stuff and trying to force this stuff because sometimes that shit can be annoying because you're, you're trying to throw stuff out and you're trying to force it and, and it just misses. I think some of the, the, the big thing about things being viral is that it's organic and it's not anything that is, you know, being thought up in a lab and people are throwing it out. So going back to where the money resides, I mean, this guy was using it to sell cars and to, you know, have his clients come in and buy cars and it just picked up, you know what I mean? Because he said it a certain way. So, you know, with that being said, man, just, don't try to force it. Let it come or organically. And as you see it grow, protect it and protect yourself. I hope that answered the question, little bro. That was it with regard to questions. Again, I hope it answered the question. But I think the biggest takeaway as it relates to this episode is that of if you have an idea, uh, be it you're trying to choreograph something or even going back to the question, you had something that is going viral. Protect yourself. I think that's the the big thing. We are in a space now with technology where we are able to create superstardom from the palm of our hands, from our phones. And we have a lot of people, again, that are doing that. DC Young Fly, I mean, he started with roasting people online. And now he's, you know, wilding out, 85 South, uh, TRL, MTV, I mean, this guy is making a ton of money and, and really just has, has taken advantage of every opportunity that he can do. So be mindful of that as you guys are creating content and things like that. Make sure that you're protecting yourself because you just never know where it's going to go. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you need a lawyer to help you protect anything, definitely hit me up and let me know. Be happy to help help guide you through this and talk through through everything with you to go a little bit more in depth. But uh, but it's definitely worth it and you're worth it. So keep that in mind for yourself. You know, as we end this podcast, I just want to remind you guys, as always, you know, it's not opinions. It's not fact. It's law. That's law. Peace out.